This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Who can forget his hat-trick in the 1994 Malaysia Cup final or his telepathic partnership with legendary Fandi Ahmad? Wham bam, it's a jam, it's Abbas. Abbas Saad is an Australian but he was certainly warmly embraced as a Singaporean son during his playing time for the Singapore team that played in Malaysia's football competitions in the early 90s. He is back in Singapore to take his AFC Pro License coaching badges. My name is David Lee and I'm delighted to welcome Abbas on this episode of ST Sports Talk, the Straits Times sports podcast where we bring you the biggest sports talking points and interviews with sports personalities every month. So Abbas, what's the best memory you have of your Malaysia Cup days with the Singapore team? 1990, obviously, it's the start of my, my career here in Asia. I was very young. I mean, I was 21, 22 years old. It was a wonderful time to be playing football in Singapore. A lot of fanfare. Uh, I had a pretty good year. We lost the Malaysia Cup final that, that year. So that was a, a bit of a downer for me. In 93, in the so-called uh, Dream Team uh, collection of uh, Fandi, Malik, Sundram, myself, Alistair, and, and this goes on. Great, great season uh, in 93. Unfortunately, we missed out on the Malaysia Cup. 94 was probably the happiest. We won the league and the Malaysia Cup for the first time, I think, in 14 years. Fanfare was just unbelievable. The football was great and really enjoyed the team harmony of that 94 team. 1994 was also a roller coaster year for you with all the controversy around the match fixing conviction, the ensuing global football ban and the overturning of the ban, of course, eventually. You've always maintained your innocence, but what were you feeling during that period? Look, it was a tough period, uh, obviously. Uh, as you said, I, I was at my prime. I was <clears throat> I had a good office to go to Europe, which vanished pretty quickly because I had to uh, fight my case and took about a year to sort of uh, clear my name to play. But obviously, I couldn't play in Asia because that, that stayed for about, I'm not sure, eight or 10 years. I'm not really sure exactly. I continued to uh, to fight for you know for my name, and eventually it was overturned. Missed out on playing longer, maybe more in Asia, but went back home and uh, and played another four or five years. Played for my national team once again. So, oh, who wouldn't be angry with the situation at first? Of course, I was uh, I was very shocked and surprised and didn't really know what what hit me and what. What was all about from day one i've said i uh, said i'm innocent i know i'm innocent i know i didn't do anything wrong my teammates know i didn't anything, i didn't do anything wrong probably 99 percent of the the fans in singapore know that i probably didn't do anything wrong so uh i got fined for it banned for it and uh obviously i've just got to uh you know leave all that behind uh, i i know I might be so surprised but i just it's just my faith the way i believe you know i believe in my faith you you, you, know, you gotta forgive you don't forget you don't forget what happened but you, you gotta forgive you gotta get, forgive people and just to get on with your life well you say forgive but don't forget and years later you met michael varna a former teammate and a fugitive now who was a very big part of that controversy and you did not seem to have any resentment towards him. What he did was wrong, maybe in, in a way, because you know, he, even, he even admitted he was betting on games, but he wasn't, he wasn't fixing games or anything like that. And then it came from the horse's mouth, it came from him. And uh, he knows he probably did one thing wrong, and that is to bet on games, which, which was a no-no, because you know, players can't bet on games, and we all knew that. 
But the fixing of matches, I don't like that because that never happened in my team, especially with me or with him. And he even said that. So now you're back in Singapore. You'll be involved in the Singapore Premier League, which we know you have been watching for a while. Are there any players here that excite you? Well, I've watched uh, I've watched one game. I went and watched uh, Geelong against uh, the Sailors, and I, I have to admit, Gabriel Quack was 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 fantastic. I know he's, he had a great season last year. I think he was Player of the Year last year. I got the opportunity to uh, meet up with Gabriel in the national team in a, in, in a camp. Saw him then, and I've seen him now. And I can see the improvement, the hunger. I think the the excitement that he's got. He was great. Saifulo was great for the Sailors. Amy Reka played well for for Geelong. He looked he looked he looked lively and and, and good uh, there. Then you know obviously the foreigners, Stipe Plazivat, He's been doing that for a couple of years and he scores goals. And I like the Brazilian, uh, uh, the young Brazilian uh, Moresh that we have at Geelong. Yeah, I think he's going to be an exciting player to watch. I'm looking forward actually to uh, to working with uh, with a couple of those young players. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's there's other players. I believe Harris is coming back to the league. Uh, I love Harris. Harris is just the ultimate professional, great captain, great leader. And uh, I think he's just a great example for, for, for any kid who wants to play football and the way he carries himself. So these players that you've mentioned, do you think any of them could have earned a place in your 1994 Malaysia League and Cup double winning team? Yeah, absolutely. Harris Wood, uh, I think Gabriel, uh, the way he's playing, uh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, it reminds me like of Stephen Tan, actually. It's just that pace and that guile, the speed that he's got, and uh, you know, score some wonderful goals. And uh, yeah, look, there's some good players over the years, but definitely Harris. Harris can play anywhere. I think on the field, you know, defensively, he can play in midfield. Well, back in your day, we saw fans pack the stadium week in, week out, and you know, there were fifty thousand fans heading to the national stadium. We don't see that today. So, what would be your message to the players or even to local fans today? I'd love to see all the fans, uh, you know, uh, embrace the players. I, I give them more recognition. I think they deserve more recognitions for what they do, and get, bring more excitement and passion to the game and and to the competition. And that's what's lacking, I think, uh, at the moment. So I really feel sorry for them because they do work hard and some really good players, which a lot of people don't see. They only hear and see what we did 25 or 30 years ago or the next crop 20 years ago but it's the current crop you want to be going up there and supporting and uh, give them that recognition that they deserve get all the club fans back in the stadiums and make it an exciting competition that's a wrap for our chat with malaysia cup star abbasad you can search for our show st sports talk on your favorite audio apps apple Podcasts, spotify and google Podcasts. like us and rate us that was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.